episode of the Iconic Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Iconic Clothing Company. Check out the website. Check out the Instagram page, IconicClothingCo.com, Iconic Clothing Co. on Instagram. These shirts coming out right now, Jack Haggerty is on a roll. The man is on an absolute roll. The Iconic Hall of Fame shirt uh, with Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman on the back was a complete hit. Uncle Luke and I, we were able to make a a beautiful trip to Indiana University this weekend. Is beautiful the right word? I had beauty in darkness or (laughs) something like that. Night is dark is just before that. I don't know. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I just um, don't know if beauty is the right word to put it, but it is for the shirt. Yeah, exactly. it is for, it the shirt. for the shirt. <laughs> it is for the shirt. And then obviously we announced the Vince Young yeah. iconic moment, 2005, fourth and five national championship on the line. That's going to be the next shirt. We got some some good content coming after that. So yeah, and we got Vince Young to get a, get the like on the hey Instagram. Oh, what do you know? Posted about it uh, just after Texas beat. Uh, handedly beat USC uh, and then we posted we announced it uh, the pre-orders and Vince Young likes the post the I mean, real Vince the Young the real Vince <laughs> Young the man who who did did the deed himself against USC in 05 so to get that exposure from him maybe we'll send him out a shirt yeah a little care get, package yeah, show him a little you know, love just, just you know 13 years later now celebrating that moment but it'll be out it's gonna be a sick shirt for sure so this episode is you know, we did it last year. It's Christmas. It's it's Christmas. It's Christmas in October is what it is, Uncle Luke. We're doing the NBA preseason show. It's something we did when we were at KCOU last year. Kind of cool, you know. Uh, last week we did the call-in show, which is something we continued from last year as a tradition. We're doing another tradition this week with the NBA preseason show. Uh, last year was so fun, so successful. And Uncle Luke's like, we have to do it the exact same way, keep the exact same formula, the plan, everything, the segments, keep it all as uh, as traditional as possible. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. But, you know, before we dive into that, Uncle Luke, we just wrapped up as, as we're preparing this episode. You know, we're, we're working on our, not our script, but, you know, our little note sheet. Sure. We got to watch the bad man do his thing on Monday night in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, obviously we're both we're both Packer fans. We come from uh, family from Wisconsin, so we're definitely biased. But I I can't tell you how many times I've seen that sort of thing happen, where the Packers, you know, Rodgers isn't getting much help. He's playing with three rookie wide receivers. The defense isn't playing very well against a, a pretty below-average football team without Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. But I it's mean, n- it's down down thirty to twenty-three with five minutes left. The Packers get a pick, you know that perfect ball to Devontae in the corner for the touchdown, and then they you know they got the pick, they got to stop, and then they got the pick with Kevin King and in a minute seven with like eighty-six yards to go. You know the man, the man gets it down to the twenty. Mason Crosby after a horrendous week last week. Kicks the field goal to win it, and the Packers come out victorious heading into the bye week. That team, they should not have won that game. But with God, the Packers are bad. They're not. They're not good. That team is trash. (laughs) I wouldn't say trash. They're trash. There's talent. There's they're trash. They're really bad in some spots that are. We'll see if they're fixable because their schedule gets rough. It's no secret that my love for football has diminished slowly, not even slowly, quickly faded. As I've gotten older, just sure. for whatever reason, a combination of things maybe. 
But one thing I can always bank on is if number 12 is on the field, sure. I'm going to be having a good time watching him play. Yeah. It, there's nothing it's unlike anything else. And you know what? You know what's funny, Uncle Luke? At the at uh the start of the NFL season, it was week 1 and I think Rodgers did the comeback against the Bears. Right. And we did the episode like 2 days later. Didn't even speak a word of Rodgers. Right. He had just this phenomenal game. Everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. Twitter's going nuts. And we didn't even mention it. And we're two Packer guys, right? Right. It took a lot to to not mention anything. And the following day that we dropped the podcast, my cousin from from Milwaukee goes, dude, like, loved the pod, but, like, what the hell? Right. You you (laughs) didn't even mention 12. Like, you didn't even talk about Aaron. Like, how do you not even mention it? Yeah. I said, dude, I, I don't know what happened. It just kind of like slipped, you know, slipped our mind. And we, we discussed it afterwards. And we're so accustomed to this greatness every week, putting the team on his back. He's got a bum knee. A bum knee. He was His elbow was bleeding at the end there. I mean, he, he got uh, was slow getting up on one sack. I remember it's, you said, I remember insane. you said, dude, like, I know we didn't mention it. It kind of sucks. But it give us what three else weeks. To say? Wait, four <laughs> weeks. We'll we'll have another crazy ass moment from Aaron Rodgers. And the way this team is playing this year, they're basically putting twelve in a position to where he's got to figure out something to make it happen. Obviously, you know that one play where the illegal contact. It looks like the drive was going to stall, but looks like they got a pretty uh, favorable use, favorable call. But after the Clay Matthews debacle of the first three weeks, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll I'm take, not gonna. I'll take anything at this point. No and, guilt and for then, my end. And then his run up the middle. Uh, on the first ten, first and ten, right here it is. Level. Yeah, it massive. I mean, he's on one leg, just limping around. He looks pretty good there, but I mean, it. It's how nice. many painkillers is he on? Yeah, seriously, That's he's got to be taking a Brett Favre amount of painkillers right Luke, now. We ask the hard hitting questions. I want to. I want to see if Aaron Rodgers has been talking to Brett Favre lately. This is the Brett Favre school of football. A- exactly. I is? mean, he mentioned it at the beginning of the year. He's like, when you play after Brett Favre in a Green Bay Packer uniform, you got to be pretty tough. And I mean, that ball that. EQ right there on the sideline was just an absolute dime. And Jesus he, he, Christ. He he's continues to do the unthinkable, and his team is not that good, which makes these comebacks this You're year even You're being so better. nice by saying they're not <laughs> yeah, that good. That is generous of you, Uncle Luke. I, uh, they're, they're, my, they're my team regardless. I mean, 3-2-1 and one heading into the bye. I can't believe I'm saying it, but <sighs> I'll take it. What do you know? Okay, so we're, we're in studio, yeah. and we're joined by the big fella. Yeah. Gate. The stretch four. Um... And he's got a pretty wicked fantasy football team. I had him this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, heading into today, I was I was almost certain I was going to lose. It was pretty much a guarantee. I, I'm not ride or die with fantasy football. You're not going to see me sweating on Sundays about my fantasy football games. Right. Um, I was down about 60 points heading into tonight's game. Okay. You know? Luckily, though, if you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, yeah, you're gonna do pretty well. You're gonna do okay, and I, I was able to pull out the W with Gabe watching right here, so that one felt, that one felt pretty good. That one felt pretty good. All right, Uncle Luke, IU. Uh-huh. Oh my God, for homecoming against Iowa. Oh my God, we made the drive up on Friday, and it was a brutal drive. It was tough. I struggled. You were struggling. I had a really. <laughs> fucking hard time with the drive up i i, I uh, what is pretty funny is when your dad texted you when you when you told me like yeah we're gonna be good with the rain i'm like rain like you think i'm not gonna be able to drive through some rain coming from chicago and it's gonna take a sheet of ice 
as thick as two feet on the ground for me to be worried about conditions on the road. We were going to get to Indiana regardless how we got there. It was my first time when I come to Mizzou. I don't have a car here. I'm never in a car. I, I can walk to Harpo's. I can walk to Big 12. I don't need a car at any point ever. And that was my first time in a car in a really long time, and it was raining, and it just the two-way highways freaks me out, or the, the two-lane the two highways yeah, yeah, I gotcha. freaks me out, and I was just, like, tweaking the whole car ride up. I mean, being from California, all you see is five-lane highways, and yeah. it's crazy out there, but no, I, both ways, it was, it was raining for the most part. We got in on conditions. Friday little late because they do their their Friday after class yeah, at their, Kilroy's their version of fact yeah and they do it you know they late afternoon and then they kind of rest up it kind of seems like on Friday night there was no resting we we had no intentions of resting at any <laughs> point zero resting whatsoever we walk in uh or actually we got there and Chandler had just waking up from a nap uh my buddy Chandler and and Chep you know he, he just knows how to so work the crowd I obviously I mean I hung out with Shep before it's sure. not my first time hanging with Shep. Yeah. This weekend, though, was different. We, Our, should, we should explain, though, because a lot of people are like, why are you and Bo both going to? Sure. Who do you who do yeah. you know that you both mutually? Because we didn't. I always feel together. like you explain this better than I do. Because it's, it's really <laughs> it's just really simple. I figured it out. Okay. Like, really You've got it locked. So in. Bo and I, who obviously didn't know each other before high school, uh, Chandler was my best friend growing up. Dustin Sleet. Yes. Who goes to Indiana was your good friend. A one since day one. Exactly. And, you know, we get to Mizzou and we meet and we hit it off really well. And obviously here we are today. And and just in the same timeline with things in Indiana, Sleet and Chandler meet, yeah. become really good friends and kind of have the same sort of dynamic as, as we do here at Mizzou. And so the way I tell it to people is like my best friend growing up met Bo's best friend growing up. Bingo. And we both kind of and it just worked God, out. And good. so last year. Chandler and Sleet drove up for the first weekend of Mizzou basketball, Mizzou That's Hoops. That's right. And then this year we're like, we're coming down for homecoming. And, oh, man, Saturday was a, a day marathon. Days. At the end of the day, you know, the, 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 uh, the quintessential yeah. uh, athlete <laughs> post game. you know, at the end of the day, we were able to persevere. Um, a lot of trials and tribulations, but, you know, <laughs> team just kind of stuck with the game. No, Saturday. I'm very content with the energy and the tempo that we brought. Um, there was a comparison being made to the 06 Suns. I don't know where that came tempo, from. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Yeah. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Seven seconds or less. Saturday morning started about, oh, let's not forget, we watched the Brewers wrap up game one Friday night yep. at that bar, the upstairs. The upstairs, yeah. Where there, the girls were hanging their thongs I don't know on the what ceiling. The tradition what was that is about? there? I mean, it's, you know, what the hell? This is IU right there. Yeah, <laughs> Big Ten weirdos, man. <laughs> um, Saturday though, you know, wrap up late Saturday night or Friday night. Saturday morning. I mean, it's seven a.m. It's Sa early and it's cold. Oh, it's oh, it's you know what's funny in my notes. I've got cold. <laughs> Big Ten football weather. Yeah. And a noon game. That Eastern. shit got me. Oh. That shit got me really good. I'm sure as a kid from California, but I mean, in the Midwest, you got to embrace that type of football weather. And, and obviously, Indiana did not, did not win against Iowa, but nobody there really expected them to win. But Chandler, continuously, I'm like, Chandler, can you give me a bet on Indiana? I've been betting on Indiana all year. The over. And he's like, the over. I'm like, Iowa's like the worst possible opponent in college football. The Not the Big Ten or anything, but in college football. Good defense. The over, the, baby! He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Our defense isn't good. They're going to run the football on us. 
hit the over. And I believed in him, put it in my parlay, and the kid won me some money. So I got nothing but props to Chandler for believing in the over from day one. Well, And it was a great weekend. Sleater told me to put the mortgage on the Astros last night, and they lost the Red Sox. So It's 1-1 coming Sleet. back to, to Houston. It. But my Seven. voice, my voice is it's it's not well. Just like last year at the NBA show, coming off of a Wisconsin weekend, my voice isn't uh, at a hundred percent. But I'm 48 hours removed, and I'm I'm back in biz. I feel fantastic. I don't. So <laughs> at your age, you know, it's not it's yeah, not surprising age, to yeah, see exactly. a, a little slower recovery. For sure. Saturday though, we've got a long day. We did Kilroy's multiple times. Yeah, like five or six times. It is the, the day. bar there. Kilroy's bar, Kilroy's on Kirkwood no, is yeah. the bar. There is no other place that even holds a flame to what they're doing. I'm rocking the Kilroy shirt right now. Yeah, you got it. You had, got the to homecoming, the had to do it. Had to do it. Had to do it. Had to show okay? up at like six a.m. for it. But yeah, um, we did Nick's, which is another bar there. We got lunch. We were doing that beer game. Nick's was. Uh, a recommendation from the Uncle, Godfather, Uncle, the Godfather, the Godfather himself, <laughs> Uncle Uncle Teddy's dad, Bob Klaus, who went there uh, sometime during the seventies or eighties. I I'm not exactly sure, but I tweeted at him like, "We're in your old stomping grounds," and Bob Klaus has got some of the best college stories of any person I know. And I told him, "Where should we go?" And he goes, "Nick's English Hut for the game." And we caught the last part of the game there. Place was packed, but we got great Slammed. seats. We were able to kind of do the vulture, the hover, yeah. and just kind of meander here, and then boom. Yeah, and then they do the thing called Sink the Bismarck, which is a drinking game. Yeah. Like everyone basically plays there. Like, everybody had, like, a bucket of beer. Almost table. every table. Every table, yeah. Which was pretty, pretty cool. And then, right after Nick's, there's, there's, this is a small story, but it's very important to the weekend. We go back to Kilroy's. Sleater yeah. said no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Chandler and I both said yes, yes, yes. And I said all right, I'm he's easy. the machine. I'm, the ma- I'm easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm easy. So I, we, we, and of course, Sleater's like, all right, fine, I'll come. <laughs> um, we're in line at Kilroy's. Yes. And this blacked out, drunken college white boy. Yeah. Is in the back of the line, and you know we we kind of cut in front of him. It looks like he just got denied. He's got that look of either denied or kicked out. It's one, one of, of the, the two. two. And like both, all the bouncers. There's like four bouncers outside, just like surveying the crowd because there's always a line outside that bar outside very rules. coherent of the situation exactly and he's kind of just looking at him and this kid isn't very far from the line and we've already got we got stamps so we could just go cut the line and go in so we're walking up and luke goes bo 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 look at that fucking bulls hat this kid's got on oh yeah. my god nice real nice we we hop in the back of the line the kid taps me on the shoulder goes hey and a little drunken slur <laughs> hey uh, if you wear this hat into Kilroy's, I'll give you ten bucks. I'm like, I, I don't even know what this kid's on right now, but I'm in. I'll just wear the they, hat. Yeah, he said like I'm trying. They won't recognize me if yeah, they don't wear they, my hat. Yeah, uh, it's my disguise. And granted, the kid's sitting right next to all these bouncers, and they're watching this yeah. happen. They're like giving me the look, like, yeah, <laughs> take, take the, the hat. hat and go, <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, we get, you know, I, I'm able to snag the hat. Mitchell and Ness. Retro, vintage, beautiful bulls cap. Yeah, 
I was about to offer that kid money, like, yo, 15, 20 bucks for it yeah, right now. Yeah, talk to me. Because I knew he was drunk. I could maybe get a deal off of him. But he instead just gave it yeah. right to Bo. And got denied immediately, immediately after we walked I, like, in. I think he got denied and, like, basically pushed out into the street by the bouncers. <laughs> like, well, you've had enough. You just gave away your hat for no reason. Dumbass. You're done. And that, it was so funny. And then we got to sports. This is my favorite story of the weekend. Oh, sports, God. which is another bar owned by Roy's. Gilroy's. So I'm going to stay it, quiet. It's just basically the – uh, it's the, <laughs> it's like where they go on Saturday nights. Basically, it's the They're clubbing scene. Yeah, it's like club you have their scene. swerve yeah, on. Yeah. I always get the text, Bo. I'm getting my clubbing on. Yeah, and this weekend I saw a side of Bo I don't think I've ever seen before, and apparently not many people have seen before. It's really rare. But uh, we were on the dance floor Saturday night, and uh, I was able to turn our little circle area into a true full like circle dance floor in a crowd. It was like it reminded me of Lollapalooza. With all my buddies, we used to do this all the time in these packed jam crowds at, at concerts. We create like a nice little dance floor before the beat drops and stuff, and we just have you know dance little dance circle. Yeah, and I, so I kind of create, set the scene, create the circle, and I could just tell Bo's got that look in his eyes. I, I was know, feeling myself. I don't know if it was one too many tequila. No, 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 no. The tequila pineapples contributed. Sure. I think the biggest underlying factor. Was the double water long? Gotcha. Which is the iced tea. Some I never had. It's a long island with water. Instead basically. of Coca Cola, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we got a double. The first one walked. I mean, you're talking. That is a hell of a lot of liquor. Yeah. And that thing smacked me in the face real quick, and then a couple tequila pineapples later, and you had that look in your eye. And, I know. And oh, boy. it was also the last like, I've got like. Two and a half hours in IU. I Still. don't know a single person here. Yeah. And Why not act Just a like the right songs came out at the right time. We created that circle. And Bo, you, you just put on a show for the people. There's a video out there that I've been told not to release to the public, but it is. Uh, Do you have it? Oh, yeah, I have it. Fuck, you yeah. got it? Oh, yeah, I got oh, it. I didn't know you got it. And it, it, I, I, some of the kids, some of the things this kid was doing were like backup dancer for Justin Timberlake worthy. I mean, wow. you went into a full handstand. Like, I did. I remember you gave me your drink. You're like, yo, hold this. And told people to back up. And you just go right into a full-on handstand into into the worm. Yeah. And then you brought it up. Um, it was it was something uh, to see. Yeah. I mean, you had to see. You had to be there. And it was just I, the side of Bo I've never seen before. I'm glad that I got to you see know, it. 1.30 a.m. in Bloomington, Indiana. You never know what you're going to get, really. Exactly. Their bars are open till 3. Three or four, something. They're just, really they're nice. Never, that was, they that was a really game changer. I saved those moves. Weddings. Yeah, that's what you the told me. The next time you will see those moves, <laughs> after will it, be at your wedding. After I, after I, after it happened, I kind of like went up to you. I was like, "Yo, Bo, where, where'd that come from?" Wait, I, what the hell? There was, there was. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a break dance and all this shit. I was incredible, and it was an all time weekend, like you said in your Instagram post. Uh, it's good to see Chandler in and sleep. They know how to put on a good time. But Bo, starting tomorrow. I know. When we release this, it'll be the, it'll be the day. That was a good recap, Uncle Luke. But, uh, honey, I'm home. It's time to get after it. Sh- should we should we play the old theme song for for shits and gigs here? Why not let it fly, Uncle Luke? The inbounds pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Set the Cleveland Cavaliers. Michael Jordan hits it at the foul line. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! 
Olsen working against Olsen with a pull-up. Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life has given the Cavaliers their biggest lead tonight. Nine tenths left. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. It's the anthem, Uncle Luke. It is the anthem. It's the anthem. Round ball rock. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. All right. Well, we're one day away. We're one day removed from the NBA season. 2018, 2019. Put it straight into my veins, Uncle Luke. Right now. I can't wait any longer. I need it right now. We've got a... I don't know if you noticed the subtle touch that I did. I put on the best plays of 2017 and 2018. There's my boy Ben Simmons to Embiid. Um, mm. On YouTube. That was a nasty dunk from Embiid last year over Westbrook. I think there was a really great Instagram caption. Our, our continuous uh, beef between Embiid and the Sixers will continue this year. Yeah. She continues. She continues. Um, and, of course, we'll, we will get into all of that and more as we move ahead. But last year... When we did the NBA all preseason show, and we're going to ease into the conversation because Uncle Luke can do this. You know, both of us can do this in our sleep, uh, both eyes closed. Yeah, we don't want to go. We could do this and turn this into a three-hour podcast. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. Yeah, we don't. No one needs that right now. This is well, really we're, tough. We're week. getting into defensive like schemes. schemes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Okay, I don't, I don't need to talk. I don't need to talk pick-and-roll defense, you know, on the wing versus the, up top. Thibodeau's, the Thibodeau's uh vaunted weak side defense that he yeah. created. Yeah, we, we don't need to do that. The people do not need to hear that, okay? that's <laughs> Maybe some other time. Maybe some other time, but that's dangerous. So last year when we did this, though, I think I proposed the question. Yeah. And I think it's a great question for any sports fan. And it was actually something I would ask when we were in the fraternity and when guys would come by and they would want to join. Yeah. Um, That would be my question. Mm-hmm. If you were the commissioner of your favorite sport, and you had one day, what's the first thing you would do? Right. And I did it last year, and you really liked it. And so we were like, you know what? Why not just do it again? Do you remember what you said for your answer last year? Um, I don't think I do. I'll bring it back from the archives. That would be great. Because I know I remember what I said. Mine was uh, if, if I was commissioner for the one day, I would um, make it a, 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 a league rule where if a team won a championship in a certain city – they could not move. Oh, they're like uh, grandfathered. Exactly. So, for example, if if uh, the Bulls have six championships in Chicago, obviously we're going to move regardless. I don't think they're ever going to move in their life in my lifetime. But my idea of it is, if you if your team wins a championship, and this can apply to any sport really, but specifically basketball, if you, if your team wins a championship in that town, they cannot move. They you know, 
if they can switch owners, they can do whatever. But that team, by law, I don't think it's like you know, this is if I'm a commissioner from one day, I'm sure. going to have to change a bunch of different rules to make that possible, to make that legal. You know, I have to get it past the owners and everything. But we're just thinking, we're talking hy- hypotheticals here. And I said, you know, why not? Like, so I'm looking through our old. Uh, Family first. Okay, KCOU I'm days. Look, yeah, our family first days. We'll go here. back to the tape and we'll find what you yeah. said. Yeah, that'd be great. No worries. But we're gonna, like you said, we're gonna continue this tradition. How we start our I like each preview. I like that a lot. You want me to go first? You got it. You're not gonna like mine. Okay, I let, let's hear it then. You're not gonna like mine at all. All right. I would let J.R. Smith have his supreme tattoo out on the floor. <laughs> why do you? Why do you think I wouldn't? I don't know. It seems silly. I think it's really petty of the NBA for a, a league that considers itself like players first. Sure. We want to support the players. Of like, all things to be petty about. And you're ki- like, they're allowed to wear sl- like sleeves last year of Supreme. This isn't a, this isn't a rule that's just been in place for 15 minutes or anything. This rule's going back to Iverson 01 days. You know, a lot of his like sleeves and armbands weren't, you know, for look or anything. So, he had to cover things so up I, on his so tattoos. So correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Iverson scenario, though, was like inappropriate content. Right, but it was it was ink on his Kay. body, and so he had to Kay. cover it up somehow. So that's why he resorted to the sleeves, and obviously it's it's turned into like a a, a significant thing in NBA yeah. lore because LeBron James he wears his sleeve because of and Alan probably Iverson. many other players as well. Hundreds would be my guess. Honestly. A high percentage. So for a league that considers itself. Oh, we support the players. This is a players' league, in which I do think it is. You gotta like, you gotta let them wear it. Ta- I mean, it's a tattoo of just Supreme on his leg, right? And they're gonna make him cover it up this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's silly. Like, I put totally your money where your that. mouth is. I thought you were gonna say you're gonna go a completely different direction with J.R. Smith. Oh, <laughs> you know, like like yeah. just completely eradicate just game one from the league. Yeah, or something. Or something. <laughs> uh, what what do you think here, Uncle Luke? Your commissioner so, of the NBA for one day. The actual commissioner. Uh, Adam Silver today came out, and obviously we had a press conference before the year and whatnot, and uh, he talked about Seattle having an NBA team again, and he said it's not really in the works anytime soon. Soon. And for me, after seeing the Warriors play, uh, I forget what they played, if it was the Kings or somebody, it was a preseason game, and they played in Seattle. Uh, it was the Kings. It I was think. the Kings. It was the Northern California. K, uh, KD came home for you know, obviously had his one year uh, in Seattle, and he came out in the Sean Kemp jersey. The Sean oh, Kemp jersey. that's one way to earn some fans back, exactly. real quick. Especially in Seattle, and KD's talked about uh, you know why they should have a team. And for me, I've always been the proponent of why. Why don't we have a team in Seattle? I think of the players that have come out of the Seattle area: Jamal Crawford, who just got signed to the uh, the Suns, actually. Uh, Isaiah Thomas came from the Washington, Seattle area as well. Zach Levine. All these guys are talking about how great of a scene Seattle basketball is. And it is. It's a great pipeline. There's a lot of guys in the NBA that are from the Seattle, you know, Northwest region. And that franchise was a competitive franchise. They never, like, you know, obviously every, every franchise has their bad years. But they had been to the finals in the 90s. They had really good teams. And Ray Allen even during the early 2000s. Ray Allen during the early 2000s. Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis, yep. Luke Ridnour, your boy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Did I did not for one second think when I'm preparing this show 
that Luke Ridenour's name would be brought up. I'm like 60% sure we talked about Luke Ridenour at some point last year. And I'm oh my it back goodness, up. that's but amazing. Rega- so, anyways, I just would love to see an, a team in Seattle. It's such a good basketball town. And whoever's going to – I know there's going to be a team in Seattle in the near future. I don't know when it's going to happen. But if I was commissioner for the day, I, I don't know if I would move a team. Yeah. I might probably would move a team, you know, maybe get the magic out of there, although they've had a, a decent history as well. Um, I, I would probably just create eh. a team from scratch. And Probably start, expansion. And start in Seattle. So bring them back. So I don't think the franchise was ever the issue in Seattle. I think it was the arena. It's the arena. Yeah, Key Arena is pretty old, but now they just put up a new arena for a hockey team, I believe. Okay. I don't know how many it seats. I don't know what the capacity is. I don't know if it's uh, got the contract stuff with the NBA down. Sure. But the problem was the arena. That was the concern. Was that you know what we're in, we can't make this happen. An owner was going to have to step up and pretty much do all the work himself. Mm-hmm. If you go expansion team road, yeah. If that's the path that you're going to take to to get a team to Seattle, you have to add another team as well, right? Yeah. You wouldn't want to have an odd number. I, it wouldn't come. So right where's away. so where does the other team go? And I think Vegas is the early thought. <laughs> It's been successful for uh, the NBA Rookie Summer League. I got a great story for you. So a long time ago when they had the Vegas All-Star Weekend, my mom and her friend were just going to Vegas just to go to Vegas, and it happened to be an All-Star Weekend. She said it was the most outrageous weekend. She goes, Vegas is outrageous to begin with. Yeah. You add All-Star Weekend to it. And she said it was the most outrageous scene she's ever seen. And I think that plays a part to why we may never see an NBA team in Vegas because of how ridiculous it may be. The home team in Vegas would have such a ludicrous advantage. Yeah. You would get these guys coming from Indiana, Milwaukee, Minnesota. Oh, we've got two nights in Vegas. You know, one of them's a game, but exactly. you know, we could probably go out <laughs> for the first night, right, guys? Like, <laughs> yeah. who wants to go hit the table? You know, they talk about lo- the you know teams that come to L.A., the L.A. sports or uh, social scenes and undefeated. they struggle. You know, the Warriors a while ago when the Lakers sucked came in on a Sunday or came in on a Saturday night, and the Lakers upset them. Lakers upset them, and and they basically Draymond basically out to the same was like, yeah, we had a nice night in Los, <laughs> Los Angeles. Like, can you imagine that in Vegas? So Vegas can't. <laughs> Is I mean, there's a t- it's really tough. You know, what's a good basketball town? You know, San Diego, maybe? They used to have the Clippers. Yeah. Um, as much as I would love it, I did a project on it in eighth grade. I gave my final – my uh, honors English eighth grade final project was a pitch to get a San Diego basketball team. Wow. Um, Didn't make it very far? No. Uh, <laughs> we can't – it just – it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The the, in, the indoor thing is what a problem. Sure. So the the best uh, it works in the, for the Lakers though is because they have a story franchise. Yeah, very very different, and it's just the and the, the war- scene there. Warriors next year moving to San Francisco. San Francisco's locked up. Yeah, San Diego you might have to do it. You just might have to do thirty one teams and wait for you know St. Louis. No, I would rather Chicago have a second team. Probably. I would rather Chicago have a second team but than St. Louis. Like, I, we we drove through St. Louis this weekend. Okay, they are not getting an <laughs> NBA team anytime soon. I'm I'm sorry to my St. Louis friends. Not really. They're not getting an NBA team. That place is not. The more I keep thinking about it, it would have to come in the East, somewhere in like the Southeast. 
Well, is so Seattle would be a Western Conference team. Yeah, and so it'd have to go in the East. So then you would add one more team to the East. I don't know uh, where you could get. It's doable. It's doable. You probably could fit one in somewhere. Somewhere. Nashville, maybe. Get two teams in Tennessee. Yeah. I thought about Nashville. I didn't know if Memphis and Nashville. I don't think they could handle like, that's That's not maybe not a big enough town to. Have you it. met the. Uh, there's a contingency of Grizzlies fans on the Mizzou campus. No. I don't know anything. And they're about- all Jewish. <laughs> oh, no. All of them. Every single. Kid and our boy Gabe, who's here, his fraternity, they're all from Memphis, and they are all diehard, like grind legitimate city. grind city diehard Grizzlies fans. That's awesome. I'd love they to talk were, to them. They were embracing the tank last year. Yeah, updating their phone religious. I, sure. I was tankathon is another great thing to look forward to. Now we I have know, the tank race, and that guy's actually from Chicago. Funny enough, but. I mean, there's a lot I could do one day for commissioner, but definitely Seattle. We'll figure it out later on the second team because you're going to need a second team. But all right, here we go. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Just like last year. It worked. It's a great segue. Yeah. It's a great introduction to the podcast. Where do you want to start, Bo? I think we just we could do some basic predictions. The the early, the easy, the the cheesy, the corny, the stuff that everyone's doing just so we can have it in the books. You know, for later in the year. Okay. That's all it is. But it's not necessarily high on my priority list of discussion topics. Gotcha. Okay. So MVP, six man, most improved player. Okay. Those are three very, very prestigious awards. Okay. And then I'm going to add another one onto there. Go ahead. A team, a league pass. player year? No, no, no. Oh. Just a league pass team you're looking forward oh. to. Oh, okay. Just any team okay. you now on the league pass. Let me add that to my, my sure. list here. Do you want to just start with MVP? Make it easy. Yep. Okay. I'm actually it's not Giannis. Wow. All and right. It's so not Anthony think... Davis. Okay. So why don't you just go ahead and tell me? It's LeBron James. So my pick last year, after Kyrie got traded, I was with you actually, and I put fifty bucks on LeBron James at plus eight fifty odds at the time, right as he got traded. Tossed it into Bovada, bet on LeBron James, and statistically LeBron was better than James Harden almost down the line. Played all eighty two. Uh, I mean, LeBron just had one of his best years of his career, if not the best all-around career or uh, season. And I think he was better than James Harden, but obviously in the NBA, winning the MVP just doesn't mean also individual statistics. It depends on how your team does as well. And obviously, uh, James Harden finished, uh, the Rockets finished first in the West, and LeBron and the Cavs were the fourth team in the East. did not matter. LeBron made it to his eighth straight finals. But LeBron on the Lakers, why? The NBA just had – listen – Every kid goes through these phases, okay? You know, you're, you're feeling, you're a little confused about your body. You're going through puberty, right? Okay? And your parents are pissing you off. So what do you do? You rebel. You, you go against the established order. Mm. Introduce a little anarchy and everything becomes chaos. <laughs> I'm an agent of chaos. No, what what the NBA has done, or excuse me, the voters have done the last few years, they've gone through a little bit of a phase. Stats, 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 stats. That's what it is. I think I saw a nice little graphic that since 1982, only two MVPs have been on teams that were outside of the top two seeds. In their conference. You are correct. 
It was Russell Westbrook, and it was Michael Jordan during the 80s at one point, I 1988 believe. season, yep. Okay. I do not think they're going to give it to Anthony Davis. And we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I have the Pelicans as like an eight seed. Yeah, I have it's a tough Giannis, uh, the Bucks coming in at a four seed. And I, I actually think that might be a little bit generous too because that's going to be a really competitive top little Celtics 76ers-ish. I don't think they're going to give it to them at like a four or five seed. Gotcha. I think that the Lakers could sneak to like a three spot. And because the Lakers don't have a solidified number two, it will give LeBron James the chance to stand on that pedestal alone in L.A. I think you know he's going to get the spotlight. Not that he hasn't had it, obviously, right, in the he'll past. Right, definitely get it. But this is the year, and it's going to be year one. It'll be a flashy thing. He's going to put up big numbers again. But LeBron's plus 33, the odds-on favorite right now to – Win the MVP. Who is the uh, top dog? LeBron plus three thirty three hundred or just three hundred thirty. Can you give me the rest? The top three. AD plus four fifty. Giannis plus five hundred. Harden plus six fifty. Kawhi next at plus nine fifty. Durant a thousand. Curry twelve hundred. Embiid fifteen hundred. Kyrie fifteen hundred. It would be hard to imagine that uh, Steph or KD get it right. Yeah, just because they share the touches. But again, it, you could play off of that whole. You come top wh- dog. What if what if the Warriors are like, you know, last year there there, there was kind of something wrong with the Warriors last year. Middle of the year, they weren't playing their best basketball. Obviously, injuries and, with Iguodala. They weren't they weren't playing their best basketball. But now, you know, they have literally zero pressure. They have Boogie coming in after the All Star break, maybe at the beginning of 2019. They're going to be sharing the ball crazy, trying to get guys looks. This might be a year where they're so good that they're either going to some. There's going to be games where it's like, let's just give Clay forty, or maybe KD fifty five. Maybe Steph just goes off for fifteen threes. You know, they're going to have those games against really bad teams, especially when Boogie come back, where they're going to give it to somebody. I really, you know, KD at KD at plus a thousand isn't the worst bet. I think KD might going into a free agency, he might be on a. Uh, an MVP MVP route just because he's got one you know maybe I feel like for me KD is he's just trying to prove to the mass public that thinks he ruined the NBA because he went to Golden State or you know he listens to these voices he definitely does and he's aware that his talents maybe aren't as appreciated because he went to the Golden State Warriors it never go go ahead ahead. no no go ahead it never was confirmed or uh, explained but when the Warriors won the finals last year, yeah. David West was asked, you know, mm-hmm. what well, compare this year to you know the last year with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. He said, Oh my God, shit went down in this locker room that none of you guys in the media or none of you fans at home even know about. Yeah. And Steve Kerr then kind of hinted at it as well. And then didn't, it was forgotten about. Didn't uh who's the who's the Bob uh Meyer. Myers. Bob, Bob Myers kind of like gave some sort of. Oh, Jack Mays walks in. What's up, Mays? The champ. Who's just at Alabama? What's up, this champ? Week? How's work? Yeah, that was a good walk. That was a good walk. How was uh? How was work? Fantastic. Any any big calls? They're all big calls. <laughs> he makes the big calls. <laughs> He makes the big calls, Uncle Luke. Okay, <laughs> he makes the big calls. But Bob Myers said something. Uh. Kind of like a lot of people took it as like a shot at KD at the end of the year. Oh, at the that's rally. right. What was it? It I, you'll have to, I'll have to look it up. I totally remember what you're talking about. Yeah, 
and and it was it was it was kind of a uh, side comment, but it, it, he he later said it was a joke. Let's see what he said and here. From the way I remember, Kevin Durant took it lightly. He yeah, didn't, he, it, didn't take it, he it seriously did, and at it all. was it was a joke about uh, his contract situation. Let's see where it was. Uh, let me uh, joking in contract champion. Oh, that's right. It was about the contract now. Uh, yeah, and and it wasn't like a huge uh, deal. I can't. I'm looking for it right now. But regardless, there was there was some sort of uh, angst apparently in the in the yes. Warriors locker room, which plays into why it's not a 100% given chance that the Warriors are going to win it again this year. Are they majority favorite? Absolutely, as they should be. But the Warriors can get in, in, in the way of themselves. They They're have before. They're human. Yeah. They're not like... And these guys are superstars. All five of them are superstars. There's a shit ton of egos in that locker room. Yes, there is. And they're different egos. They work because Clay's the most laid-back dude, and he should be, you know, getting the, the ball way more than he does, but he's so laid-back, and he just likes winning, and th- these guys have all bought in. Is Boogie going to play into that? We don't know. But obviously their talent is second to none, and they could go on and easily win another championship. But they could, get in, they could definitely get in the way of themselves. All right, my MVP pick, right, real quick. I'm going to gonna give you one that I was my, my pick right now and then a, a sleeper betting-wise. Go ahead for the people. All right, my pick is Kyrie Irving. I love it. Kyrie he had a, hit a tough ending of last year. Uh, obviously Boston suffered a ton of injuries last year. Uh, Gordon Hayward right away. Um, a few guys in and out. Obviously, Kyrie was hurt for a little bit at uh, middle of the year as well, and then didn't actually finish off the year because he had to get his knee drained. And questions about his health are starting to arise a little bit. Can he stay healthy for a full year? I think Kyrie was in, was in the uh, off season chatter quite a bit this uh, this summer. It was. There was the Knicks stuff. There was the injury stuff. The Uncle Drew movie. So the, his name the was the Flat on- Earth conspiracy, which he just later uh, came out and he- said, "I'm sorry to every educator out there that has a." 12-year-old kid that looks up to Kyrie that's like, nah, fuck that. The he world's was, flat. He you know? was <laughs> all over the map I, this Exactly. Summer. And Kyrie's a competitive dude. I mean, he's Uncle Drew. He just gets buckets. So for me, Kyrie, definitely at plus 1,500, that's a good bet. And here's why. As you said, there's only been two MVPs outside the top two teams in either conference, and it's been historic years. Russ Savage is a triple-double. Michael Jordan has one of the greatest individual seasons in 88. You know, outliers in the MVP conversation. I think Boston's a top two seed. Yep, they have a ton of talent around them, and, and he's I their think, superstar. And he's their superstar. Obviously, he could. Uh, you know, Horford, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Hayward coming back, or uh, Hayward coming back. Those guys could take away some touches from him. But if if the Boston Celtics, which they likely will be the best team in the East, them or t- the Toronto, very very good chance. Very good <laughs> chance. Who's the guy who's going to be leading the way? It's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. My other my other good value picks plus twenty five hundred Donovan Mitchell. Okay, he could have one of those ridiculous years where. I he, what if he averages man, like thirty two on that on that Utah team? Utah's gonna I'd be a pretty good. I'd love to see team. it. But I'm just saying, yeah. if you're looking for a value bet, plus twenty five hundred, he's the go to guy in Utah. And then I I just so high on the Pacers this year to begin with. So the last plus plus five thousand Oladipo. Before we escape it, there have been five three peats in NBA history. The Bulls twice. Bulls twice. The Minneapolis Celtics. Lakers in the 50s, Celtics of the, the 60s. 60s, and the, the Lakers of the 2000s. early 2000s, the Shaq and Kobe era. It's really hard to three-peat. Everyone thought the Heat would three-peat in 2014. Everyone thought that. Everyone thought that the Lakers were going to win again in 04. 
You know, they, why wouldn't they? They had been as dominant as ever. Shaq and Kobe. And all they did was add Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Yeah, a couple of Hall of Famers. And it didn't happen. And and a gritty Pistons team was able to take them down. I I don't think it's that outrageous to think that something similar could happen. You know, one injury happened. Not I'm not uh, wishing for an injury. Right. You never. If you do that as a sports fan, you're doing it all wrong. I want to see Golden State at a hundred percent. I do too. They've got the I'd most love to see talented. Start, they've got the most talented starting five once Boogie comes back in NBA history. Yes, they do. I would love to see him lose at a hundred percent. More than saying. I'd like to see him absolutely lose at and 80%. that Western Conference is gonna be super fucking tough. Yeah, it is. The amount of miles that those guys have put on their bodies in the last four years. Yeah, every year they're playing until June and July, mm-hmm. till late to mid June they're playing, and those are a lot of miles. And these other teams get to work on their game in the Aussie and the the Warriors. You know, are just trying to survive and advance as you do in the NBA playoffs and. It's hard. You know, of course, they're the odds on favor. They should be. Yeah, I would pick them to win once again. But it, it's never a foregone conclusion by any means. I also like Anthony Davis. I think the Pelicans are going to be better than eight seed. We'll I, see. I, I, think, I think Anthony Davis is he's gearing up for an MVP run okay. for sure. Well, if, if you think so. Um, Why don't I say it? I get it. Yeah, sure. Sixth man of the year. <laughs> Sixth man of the year. I'm going with my boy Bobby Portis. In Chicago. All right, all right. And you know, I, and why you, not? You think it's a homer pick, but why you're, not? That's he, fine. I, there's not a lot of set six men in the league right now. From day one, there's not. A, there's not a. You know, there's not a set guy who's going to be the sixth man off the bench. There's not a lot of those guys. Bobby Portis right now is a set guy to come off the bench and be the sixth man for the Bulls. And he's, I think, a starter. You could probably fit him in a few teams that would he would start somewhere. He's going to be in a contract year. The Bulls couldn't get a deal done for an extension today. Um, so I do think that Bobby Portis is actually going to win six. Like he could easily average eighteen and ten off the bench. Sure. You know that that's off the bench, and especially if the Bulls do well, I, I mean, or if they outperform expectations, which is a huge if. But I know a lot of you know six man in a year kind of, kind of comes off a different year. I also like my boy Fred Van Fleet in Toronto. Oh, as well. and we come full I'm circle, back, circle to back, Fred back to Van Freddie Fleet. Van Fleet. It's one of those two the guys. Shocker. I'm just giving you guys that are just coming off the top of my head right now. Why but I not? like one of those two guys to to claim an, uh, a six man of the year. Okay, I don't think that this is going to happen. I don't even know why I'm telling you it. I think there's like this weird parallel alternate universe. And six man of the year, it's such a weird because there's a. It's about this, positioning, right? It's about positioning, and it's about how a team runs. And there's not always a, a set six man guy on teams. So let me. And so some me, guys start some, and you know, and they're considered six man, but they don't start start more than enough kay. to be qualified. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. In a matured state, oh. matured. Okay. In a new offense. Surrounded by fantastic distributors. And now for the first time in his life, he's going to be coming off the bench when he's been pretty much the primary scorer on his team for his entire career, despite last year. Carmelo Anthony is now coming off of the bench in Houston. Mm. And if you don't think that he could put up some very, very pivotal points in the Rocket season, you're Mm -hmm. mistaking yourself. I don't know if he's going to, uh, you know, it's a silly kind of idea. If he embraces but, uh, this role, trying he's to project as good as the sixth man of the year right? is a silly idea to begin with. Okay, and then the final final player pick that we have to make is most improved. For me, it's Brandon Ingram. That was my pick last year. 
didn't really perform to his expectations. Nope. He had a few games, though. Yeah. I, I remember that one game against the Warriors where he's going back and forth in the fourth With quarter KD, against KD. That was a big deal. Yep. Uh, I that think was that one of those. <laughs> we, went, we had this moment earlier. We were talking about Devontae Adams. And Gabe goes, man, I didn't know Devontae Adams was going to be that good. And you said, you know what? He had a game his rookie year. Yeah. Where you in saw a flash. Yeah, and you're like, okay, he can be a really And that's good what Brandon Ingram was in that game against the Warriors last year. It was that one flash where he battled against Kevin Durant. And you saw the length kind of combined with the skill. And it just kind of worked together in this one His moment. shot was really good from mid-range, long-range, scoring at all three tiers yes. of the game. I like the Brandon Ingram pick. For me, it, it comes down to he wasn't getting to his spots last year enough. And with a rookie point guard in Lonzo Ball, who was in and out with injuries last year, um, it it was and it was on it was not on a good team either. I, I think it was a little difficult for Brandon Ingram to adjust to being. They kind of looked at him as the guy moving forward. Like, yeah, we should get this guy more shots. I need to get more shots last year. But playing with LeBron James, I think it's he's going to open up so much for everybody on that team. But specifically Brandon Ingram, who can who can definitely play and create his own shot and and score at all three levels, but. I, with LeBron addition there, LeBron's going to get him to his spots. He's going to give him a lot of easy buckets. And I think on that Lakers team that you said earlier is going to have a ton of spotlight all over them. Brandon Ingram's going to get a lot of attention for most improved. Are you ready? Yeah. I like this pick. This is the one I felt the best about. For I don't know why. I don't even know how the name came to me. But it, it, it worked. Most improved player. This player last year got the most starts he ever had in the season. He started 79 games. His team was a playoff contender. Last year, he put up 14 points, and he had nine rebounds. He is now heading into season six of his career. Is he in the West? He is. Is he a nugget? He is not, but that's a good pick. I like where your head's at. Okay. Nurkic out of Portland. Sure. Okay, Heading yeah. into year six, I think that point total could go up, and if he puts up an 18 and 11 – type stat line, which really is not that far-fetched of an idea, I think he could grab it. I think Portland, you know, if they make a little bit of noise, you know, in order for him to do it, they'd probably have to compete and be, be a five-ish seed in the West, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. I think Nurkic is kind of a decent... Uh, and when he came over in the trade... From Denver? He, he was an instant impact immediately. Uh, yeah, automatic. I mean, last the year before last year, he had 10 and a half rebounds. Averaging 15 points a game. Then this last year, he put up nine rebounds and 14 points. Declined a little bit. I think this year, he surpasses both of those totals. So, You know, another, another interesting pick. I don't know where to put him in this category or okay. not. Um, he's an established player. He's got a ring. Is Kevin Love. Ooh. Okay, so, but he, well, Here's how would why. that Here's work? Why. He's not on a very good team. The, the, the Cavaliers won't be good. They just locked him up for yeah. a good amount of time. He's now the face of that franchise. And and Dan Gilbert's the owner of the Cavs, doesn't really have a interest in being really, really terrible again, especially coming off another LeBron leaving moment. I think he wants to compete. And okay. I think Kevin Love is going to get a ton of touches. And he's going to do a lot of pick and roll with Colin Sexton. Interesting. And I think he's going to develop a decent little chemistry. I would love to see Kevin Love kind of return. He's not going to return to his former self that he was putting up 30 20s and 20 20s like he was in Minnesota. Yeah. But I I don't know if it's going to be most improved. Or I just How think, about this? I think people are, are going to remember, oh, Kevin Love can do a lot of things when he's the number one guy on a, on a basketball team. I don't know if it'll be enough to win most improved, but I like where your head's at with this pick. I think Kevin Love 
could have a select few games where he puts up huge numbers. Yeah. I mean, monster the games. The East isn't very good, similar, so he's going to play decent. He's not going to play great competition every night. Maybe similar to what Wade did the year before he came to the Bulls. I think it was like his one of the better seasons he had in kind of a while. And he had a really good playoff. He had a couple he of game-winning shots against the Hornets and the Raptors. Bingo, yeah. bingo, bingo, yep. bingo. I could see Kevin Love kind of falling in a similar vibe trap that Dwayne Wade found at the end of his career. Another good one is Markel Fultz. He's going to start at shooting guard yeah. for the Sixers if he's really you know back to his former self and hitting those jumpers. I mean, if that's he's hitting jumpers, pick. then he's most improved yeah. without a doubt. He's, he's yeah. locked at that point. The dude can't shoot one last year. If Another he can shoot one this year, yeah, he's most improved. Another question. We didn't talk about it. Rookie of the year, do you have one? Um, I, Luca. God, it's sexy. Yeah. God, does he look good. He, he just looks, looks good. so ready. Smooth. He's going to be one of the most fun players, if not the most fun player for me to watch. I've, I've been high on him since, like, 2016, um, I for, since I first heard about Trey him. Trey Young I told me to love. shut up. I don't know if you, you saw that. He hit that shot from midcourt yeah. to win it. Yeah. And he said, hey, Bo, I heard you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Stop, Stop criticizing, okay? <laughs> Stop hating. I, I'm Lucas, listening to you talk. Lucas just has such an incredible touch, and this is something we talked about earlier when we noted like the Bill Simmons, uh, Steve Nash podcast a while ago. Beautiful. And how Nash was talking about they they kind of dove into Doncic a little bit, and Nash was talking about you know in America when he was regarding towards soccer, you know why haven't we improved in soccer? And he talked about um, how we just don't have a feel for the game. We don't teach feel of the game. You don't have to be you know super fast or super strong or incredible athleticism to, to be good at a sport and and soccer isn't always about who can run the fastest who's the strongest and that's what we promote the most in america true sp sports wise luka Doncic has that european feel of i know how to play the game i know when to choose my spots i know when to get guys involved and he's so skilled yes he's not extremely quick off the ball and yes he's going to have a difficult time you know, picking up point guards from time to time. I don't think he's going to exclusively guard. He'll get blown by he's gonna, once he's gonna, a game. He's gonna, Guaranteed. He, but he's big enough where he can play against fours. In the NBA, you know, kind of we've all gone to, to small ball now where he can play the point guard and, and guard a four because he's big enough to do that. But he's going to have to pick up point guards sooner or later, and he's going to play Russ and Donovan Mitchell and all these guys. But he's got such a great offensive feel for the game, especially in the pick and roll, and his, his jump shot's really good, and he can finish in the lane, and he's an incredible peripheral passer. That I think it's almost a lock that he's the rookie of the year. That's good. That's really, really good. I think we kind of general consensus. Yeah, and then your team, you're not outside the Bucks, and obviously yeah, not yeah, outside yeah. the Bulls for me, and outside of teams that are going to be watched regardless. Who's your favorite team to watch this year, Kay. league pass-wise? League pass. It's a Wednesday night. It's February. I'm, it's ne I'm neglecting all homework that I should be working on. I've already worked out, and I've really got nothing left to do, okay? Yeah, you just want to sit on the couch and watch, watch hoops for the rest it's of the It's late, so it's got to be a West Coast game, right? Yeah, Come on. Sure. It's a West Coast game. Totally get it. I'm not super thrilled about – yeah. I, I'm not super thrilled about their center this year. I, I'm actually probably a uh, critic of this selection. But the Phoenix Suns, now that they signed Jamal Crawford, you're putting together Devin Booker – and Jamal Crawford next to each other. That is so much fun for me to watch. Just watch those two pretty much switch off getting buckets. Sign me up. And they, got, they added Trevor Ariza as well. Yeah, which, and people were criticizing the Jamal Crawford signing because of his, you know, defensive liability uh, history. Ariza's a great guy to fix that. You know, and if Aiton is 
doing what people are projecting him to do, I'm not so sure that he will. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I have, I have a little bit of lack of faith in, in DeAndre Ayton. But I could watch Booker and Jamal Crawford. Those guys are just two true hoopers who just like to get buckets. And uh, this would be a kind of a cool year to watch uh, Jamal Crawford, like, grandfather Devin Booker a little bit. Gotcha. All right, son. I'm going to – you know, you, you've got all the tools. I'm just here to show you a few tricks, okay? Mm, mm, okay. So that, that's what I'm seeing from the Phoenix Suns this year. You went west. I'll keep it east. I'll actually keep Go it ahead. in my favorite team's division. I've talked about them a lot uh, behind the scenes with you. I've talked about them a lot actually on here already. And big news coming out of their team today. But the Indiana Pacers. All right, here's your, all right, Uncle Luke, here it is. Here's your moment, okay? You get to talk about the Pacers. You've been <laughs> yapping my ear off. For months now, you've been telling me all about Miles Turner and, and this big breakout season he's about. Hey, here's your moment. Okay, go ahead. The East is not very good, for one. They're going to play a lot of bad teams a couple of nights, uh, especially within their division as well. Victor Oladipo had a breakout year. It gets lost in the grand scheme of things. They were like seven points away from defeating the LeBron James Cavaliers that went to the NBA Finals last year in the first round. Victor Oladipo is, I think, a solidified number one guy on a basketball team. He's played, He played outstanding last year, obviously most improved player of the year. They add Tyreek Evans, who was a really good player in Memphis last year. Him coming off the bench, kind of solidifying that ball handler role, can also score and get his own shot off. Coming off the bench for the Pacers, going to help them a lot as well. Miles Turner, yes, four years, $72 million, a nice lockup, especially if he improves significantly this year. I think... His skill level is perfect for the modern-day NBA. He's athletic as hell. You look at these highlights on YouTube or wherever you find your highlights, the man can dunk over anybody. He can just out-athletic a lot of centers in the league, and that's really difficult because there's a ton of unicorns now in the league. Chris Dobbs, Towns, Lori, duh, what have you. <laughs> I, I just keep moving. I'm, what, what do you want me to say? What, what do you want me to say about Lori? Regardless, I'm not saying I'm not saying NBA anything about Lori. But. I think the Pacers have a really good chance to be a top three team in the East. You know, Boston, Philly, Toronto. Okay, that's going to be a dog of a division this year for one. But two, who's that third team? Are the Sixers really ready to step it up and be a top contending team in the East? Luke Domask a year ago would have said so. Maybe they do this year. Depends on their health. Depends on Markel Fultz. But for me, it's all about the Indiana Pacers. I think they play a, a fun brand of basketball there as well. Fix running the show. Indiana folks love their basketball. We were just there. I can tell you firsthand. It's football season. Those guys are talking about Romeo Langford like he's the hero. Every single barn that we drove by, and I feel like we drove by about two million <laughs> barns on our way back. Um, I, I would bump you on the shoulder, be like, "Hey, hey, you think you think they got a hoop in there? Yeah. They, they got to have a hoop in they there, right?" Have a, Man, if I was from a town like this, I'd be going full Larry Larry Bird mode, and I would just be getting jumpers up nonstop and and there is something to be said about the basketball culture in indiana and i it think is they just have a really solid team and they're gonna play really well uh i know they lost lance uh but i don't think he was as big as a piece as everyone ex uh, thought he was i just really like their team in the not in their success not in their success yeah lance was I, but not. I mean in the grand scheme of things obviously lance has had an up and down career in indiana but I think this team that they currently have constructed. I la hey, you never know with these projection picks because last year I thought the Wizards were going to have a breakthrough year. And they were 
as mediocre as they've ever been last year. But I do think Indiana is is on the up and up and a good team to watch. I really like their jerseys as well, which that helps. Oh, Uncle Luke. Why'd you do it? I was going to wait because I know you weren't going to God damn it, dude. I literally have best jersey on here, and it was going to be the next thing I was going to ask. It's not my favorite jersey. Okay. I mean, that's because it's the Chicago right? Bulls. The Bulls have the okay, best. Okay, well, you dudes. can't. Don't, don't, no, no, no. That's not how it okay, works. Okay, okay, okay. Any works. specific jersey? Pop? Yeah, and it, feel free to, it, whether it's their alternate, a throwback, their away, their home. Okay. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Well, what's yours? What's yours? I don't know if it's even in their kit this year, but if I can hope for one jersey that I see again. I pick it every time I play with them in 2K. Uh, the Washington Wizards gold Gilbert Arenas jersey, ooh. I think, is so purdy. I love that jersey. They never wear it. A lot of times they'll wear the old uh, vintage bullets, the striped red, white, with blue piping on the side. Gotcha. That's a lot of times their retro uh, or alternate. Okay. But, man, if you're asking me to just pick, you know, pick a jersey – I'm I'm going with the gold in Washington, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Who For, you like? Who you? Any? No, no bulls. Um, okay, fine. But I mean, they do have some of the best uniforms in sports. I'm, uh, whatever. <laughs> For me, um, I'm. It's a kind of a tie. I really like the city uniform for the Bucks. That off the, the off the white. white. With the Respect. with the striped color, Respect. yeah, I really like those jerseys. They look, look good on Giannis too. No, he does I look good. Also, I also really love the blacks. Every time I play two K and I'm from the Bucks, I agree. The blacks are great as well. And I don't like the greens. I don't like the greens either, but I really like their the alternates. other two. Their alternate are jerseys awesome. are some of the best in the NBA. But uh, also the city had just uh, addition for. The Miami Heat, the South Beach. Oh the South Beach. yeah, that's. A I, I haven't given you like a, a like a straightforward answer in any picks on anything, regardless. So I'm just gonna keep naming jerseys I like. That's okay. The Hornets went to the stripe. They got they the did. Jordan logo they on there. Did. They look fly as hell. Yes, There's they did. great. And then, uh, did I mention the Sixers city? No. Yeah, the Sixers city is also a really good. It's one very, as well. very good. Very. Um. We, let's start to well slowly wrap it up. Slow here, okay? build. Yeah. Slowly wrap it up. And because we all preview shows, can we could give you all our picks on all MBAs, all whatever? Yeah, this is our conversation for the next. Month, His name was brought up months. about five, ten minutes ago. Okay, and you just mentioned their jerseys. The final go, yeah. one last, one last season for our boy, the, the Chicago kid himself. Yeah, the Marquette boy, the you know probably deserving MVP, the Olympian. The three-time three NBA, NBA champion. champion. Come on. Dwayne Wade. Two minutes. Dose. Let's go, Heat. Let's. Oh, you got to put that audio in. I got, yeah. Oh, I'll you'll have to, you'll have to put that audio in. For sure. Um, not yeah. much to be said. Not nothing you have to you know predict or anything. But it's just worth mentioning. And Maybe worth we got to get our boy. Maybe we got to get our boy Jace move on. Studio and we're gonna get him on talk a little hoops with him here soon because I'm, we're smooth. We're calling you out for sure. I'm gonna tag you in the tweet when we post this tomorrow too. Idea though, as we're t discussing D Wade, I mean, talk about a guy who fulfilled you know hits all the, the, the boxes in, in the checklist of an iconic shirt. Yeah, D. Wade is really. in that conversation without really. a doubt. Has to be. I mean, 
Because he covers everything. It's the combination of the skill. Um, the lifestyle. the But I, the culture yeah. and lifestyle to go with Which it. The Miami, it? the Gabriel Union. And then not doing anything necessarily like wrong. The young DNA, his son, who's going to – looks like he's going to be an absolute animal. And it, he's super excited to watch, you know, watch his sons play basketball as they grow up as well. I'm going to see D Wade. Yeah. Black Friday or not? Yeah, Black yeah. Friday, the Friday after yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. at the UC. I'm super excited about that. Um, and there isn't much to be said. Final Four appearance yeah. in, in college. Obviously, First one of the ballot guaranteed. Austin took less money, so better competition can come play. Um, for the most part played with the same team his entire career outside of one season with one the and Chicago, a half. one and a half with the Chicago Bulls and, and a half with the yeah, the, the, yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers but I, he's he's an all-timers probably right now the third best shooting guard in NBA history yeah I mean it's him Clyde Drexler's maybe in the conversation I, I don't you know yeah he's probably three he's probably three yeah and so and Kobe as well so I, I I think he's right with those guys Jordan Kobe D Wade D Wade follows just he's, after he had, them he know? has maybe the greatest finals performance if not a top five finals performance by an individual what he did in 06 after being down two zero to a far better Mavs team to come back average thirty six points Shaq was good he wasn't Shaq though he was not Dominant. Shaq nor he wasn't he was he was he wasn't the Diesel. The Diesel. Yeah, that, there you go, Uncle. Thank you. He wasn't the thank Diesel. You, thank you, thank you. Is there you. anyone else on their their swan to, swan song this year? Well, thank you, know, Jamal Crawford. Jamal probably Crawford. is. Vince Carter at forty one, still Carter, doing Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Probably. Definitely. Probably his be. last go. Has to we be didn't last know go. it was Manu's last year. Kind of sad. Yeah, but the Spurs were their yeah the Spurs. They were never, tough that was never the their style. Super excited to see DeRozan in in San Antonio. In I, w- San Antonio. I we should talk about this for a little second. So I was super excited. Okay, I'm I'm really yeah, bummed about Dejounte Murray. Yeah, it really sucks. Dejounte Murray tore his ACL last and week. Probably would have been a uh, and most improved yeah. pick for us. Oh for sure. yeah, absolutely. Well, you and I have both been very high on Dejounte Murray. And in prior to that injury, I thought it was. Uh, a, a Spurs, you know, I think it would have been 20 season in a row making the playoffs. If DeJounte Murray, I'm not so sure it happens anymore. It might be the end of the road for the Spurs making the playoffs. Can't doubt Pop, though. Especially, he's got... I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, God, do, God, do I hope I'm wrong. But it's such a loaded West. I don't know how and they if, compete. And if, if San Antonio still gets in the playoffs and maybe he's a top four seed somehow because of the San Antonio Spurs and they don't lose to teams they shouldn't lose to, which a lot of NBA teams fall to, maybe DeRozan gets a little MVP conversation as well. Yeah, they would have to be so good. They would have to be so damn good. And, and then I, on the other side of that trade, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. How good is he going to be coming back? He looks massive, by the way. I, I don't know. It it's the true. It's an anomaly. Wait till I you see it happens, because he was he didn't come up in any of our MVP know. talk. You know he's always going to be a shoe in for defensive player of the year when he plays. Yeah, I'd love to just see him move around for twenty games first, right? Okay. Like, I I just want to see twenty games just to make sure that he's healthy. And yeah, he's back I just to need himself. to see that he moves the same way and that you know the jumper still looks pretty and the the arms are still long. It, you know it sounds silly, but. I would need to see that first before I committed deeply to an MVP or uh, most improved player, anything like that, before I moved on. Okay. Yeah, I, I just need to see it first. 
trying to think, is there anyone else? We we kind of hit. We'll talk about Houston's and the Golden States, and those will come up easily. Exactly. Um, guys that you're kind of excited for to see for me, Kevin Knox in New York. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about that. A lot of people are are high on Kevin Knox, and I think he's going to be a really good player. He's going to fit nicely in that kind of versatile four spot with Porzingis when he comes back and. Uh, probably after the, the new year. My boy got hurt last year. Just little nicks and dings and, and stuff that happens in the NBA season. Uh, but I think this is year three now. And, you know, around year three, four, five, they say is when you make the jump. He's already shown flashes. He's a lefty who gets buckets. D'Angelo Russell, man. Yeah. I don't know. And if, if Butler leaves Minnesota... Which you know that is the owner said it's gonna happen. It'll, it's just a matter of him earning back his stock value to get enough in return. Mm-hmm. He said that the Brooklyn Nets are is a destination he's interested in, and you put D'Angelo Russell alongside Jimmy Butler can cover it, up a lot of those defensive e- efficiencies for Russell. Yeah, I okay. don't. I D'Angelo Russell, I will be tuning in to watch this year late you, in games. You've always been very high on D'Angelo Russell, and they play such a high pace. He's gonna get his love stats. it. I love watching them play. People. Th- uh, trash them pretty often, and I say, you know what? They're not as bad as you think they are. A sneaky player, a sneaky team, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Jokic, Jamal Murray's gonna have a breakout year. Another most uh, improved seven seed as Predic- well. Predicted seven seed from Bo Templer. Projected seven seed from Bo Templer. But Nikola Jokic, we both are big. Oh. On this big pass, uh, this if big man can, who passes yeah, the ball. Come on, he tosses dimes around the court. I mean, what was it? I'm looking at a stat right here. Uh, so the last 18 games. Of the playoff race last year between Minnesota and Denver. That's right. The last 18 games. 24 game, 11.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists, and shot 54-48-89. God damn! That's your center, and you're also probably your best point guard on the floor at most times. God damn! They got... We'll see. Did they get lucky, or did they take a risk and it just didn't work out with Michael Porter Jr. at the 14th pick? If If he's Michael Porter Jr., what a steal, and what an addition for a team that's on the playoff brink. Low-key. Low-key here, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot his horn a little bit. The big fellow on the couch right now kind of plays like Jokic a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, Gabe. can pass the basketball See, a little bit. See, here's the thing. The if you want to come into the studio of the Iconic Podcast, we're going to compare you to some yeah, NBA player. Yeah, you're doing comparisons, okay? <laughs> Maze, Maze's point. What about me? What about me? I haven't played with Maze. I haven't played with Gabe, so you're going to have to help me out here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut up. No, you want to hear pick uh, and roll Mays? partners. You so want to like, hear Maze comparison? Yeah. Dream on green. Wow. Can do it all. Do it all. The engine. He's getting up to talk. Man, I trash talk better than anyone in the league. That's all right. <laughs> oh, wow. I should have given him the mic. Missouri there. That was a rec league moment. That was a bad idea. All right. Wrap, we're going to wrap it up here yeah. real quick. Uh, I want to hear your record prediction for the Bucks. who uh it was just came out today, like the preseason rankings on ESPN. Yeah, they were a top ten team. Yeah, so I, I, I did. Can see you give that. me a seed for the Bucks? So last year on our preseason show, uh-huh. I got a little, uh, a little horny on the Bucks. From what I remember, I, I didn't go back and listen, but from what I recall, I think I picked Giannis to win MVP. I picked Coach. Got a kid to win coach of the year. He got fired. Um, <laughs> like halfway through the year. The Bucks were incredibly disappointing. Brogdon got hurt, pretty much tore his hamstring, was out two months. And things and just. Yet, and yet. They, they still made the playoffs. Seven games with Boston, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who went seven games with LeBron James. We are a Eric 
Bledsoe disaster playoff performance away from moving on in the NBA playoffs last year. Yeah. <laughs> Scary So Terry this year look. I decided, all right, I'm not going to go Bucks heavy in the, in the show. I, I kind of adamantly avoided talking about him because I know I'm going to go crazy about him on Wednesday night. I'm going to say that they're going to be the next NBA champs after they, they beat a, a Charlotte Hornets team or something <laughs> like that. Um, I have him as a four seed. Uh, I have them lining up with Boston again, uh, so that would be the second round of the playoffs. They'd get to play Boston. Cool. I really hope that Boston, Philly, New York Knicks, and Milwaukee are the four teams of the next 10 years in that Eastern Conference. I want them to be the four teams. I want Boston, New York, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia to hate each other. Hate each other. What the, the what the Bucks and the Boston Celtics had last year was beautiful basketball, beautiful playoff battle. Terry Rozier is absolutely eating Bledsoe alive. I get it. I also like the matchup between Giannis and Porzingis. Yes. Gian, yeah, Gian, Giannis and Porzingis. And, and he loves playing at Madison Square Garden, as every great athlete does. He always— the most Yo, the toss day. my boy Laurie Market into that mix, bro. No. All right. No. All right. We're gonna have to you're not. You're not in. You're not in that mix. I'm sorry. I go. I. Hey, I can't wait. I can't prove. prove I can't wait wrong. for Laurie Marketing to prove you wrong. Prove me wrong. But he you is not. You didn't see the goal. highlight on that TV screen right there where he dunked on Enos Cantor, went into do, uh, uh, double overtime against the Knicks, and pulled off the victory and outplayed Porzingis in the Garden. Was that in May or no. was no? Oh. oh, it wasn't. You're an asshole. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's it's almost like you forget what team had the longest running playoff streak. In basketball, prior to the Spurs, sick, sick. Just saying. Nice, nice. C- congrats. I'm, you got I'm, such a small window here before Giannis leaves. Anytime you mention the Bulls, look, they're going thirty and fifty-two and this year. Not the Bulls specifically prior to like two thousand. I just consider. I'm it not a- even talking two thousand. I can talk from two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that it, you can, but I'm, playoffs. It's not. All that important. You know, how many Eastern Conference Finals won? How many have the Bucks been to in the last twenty years? Yeah, but I, I'm not talking about being historical rhetoric like anything. Okay, like that. yeah, you're missing a lot of big points of the picture. You, you have an MVP on that team. Uh, this Bucks this year? Yeah, yeah, we might. Do you though? We might. Okay. I don't know if we do. I said last. I got year an MVP did. in Chicago. Oh my God. Which, by the way, he might have a nice little year in Minnesota. We'll see. I would if, love if, to see it. Love to see the healthy. If yeah. this was his last good year, if or know what? No, let me take that back. I think this is the first time the podcast has heard like a little insight into our Bulls Bucks trash talk. The banter, because the banter. I mean it's nice little rivalry between Milwaukee and Chicago it is. people. The games are always good because the the crowd is into the, it. And you're, both ways, yeah, home and away. Whether you're meeting up with a cousin or a family member sure. that lives oh just you know two hours up, oh let's go catch the game. Yeah, they're they're really good games. They're always really good games. Mm-hmm. Um, the banter is always really good. Now I'm, I kind of lost my train of thought. I went Bucks heavy last year. I thought Giannis was going to do his thing. Four seed. Yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll stick with the four seed for the Bulls. Any last you know? question? Yeah, I presented to you this earlier. I'm just going to stick with three guys this time though. You got to choose one to start your franchise. We did this last year with the unicorns, Giannis and Bead. Take Giannis out of the mix. I think no, 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 it's I just three guys. Yeah, they're all second years. All second years. <clears throat> Simmons. Ben Simmons of the Sixers, Donovan Mitchell of 
the Utah Jazz and Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics. Who's got the best career ahead of him in the next 10 years? Gabe, if you want to answer this question too, you yeah. let us know. Yeah, well, we'll, I, we'll, say we'll it see. I texted him and he shied away. Yeah, he's just chilling. Bitch. I mean, we got the casting couch right there. If you want to chill, hang yeah, out we, with us. Yeah, we Gabe got is, a, Gabe's really the first one. We got Kramer, a.k.a. Jack yeah, Mays, walking in there every single time. Oh, hey. hey. hey <laughs> but between Jerry, those three, you, up to like, you want me to give you my answer first? Go ahead. I was obviously a huge Ben Simmons guy last year, kind of like you were with the uh, – yeah. and, I, and I, I think, you know, he proved a lot of people wrong they, who didn't think Ben Simmons was going to be all that great, and I think Ben Simmons really – and Joel Embiid for that matter as well. He's a rookie. He's going to continue to work on his jumper. We'll see where he goes, but he's definitely going to be a dominant figure for the Philadelphia Sixers and a reason why they're going to win a lot of games over the next 10 years. Jason Tatum, dunk time LeBron, dude, in the Eastern Conference Finals – Game seven with five minutes left. If you do that. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, pause, pause. Okay. Okay. Because guys have dunked on LeBron before. They have. Where the difference was, was what happened after the dunk. You're right. He got in LeBron's grill. He did. He got not. He talked some shit That's to LeBron. That's the difference there, my friend. He's got an Guys edge. have dunked on so LeBron good. before. You and I talk a lot of shit on St. Louis, and you know what? St. Louis deserves a lot of shit talk. Hey, and he was on the cover of Slam Magazine last week. Yeah. He had the Nelly, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. eye band-aid yeah. underneath, repping St. Louis. That is the best thing to come out of St. Louis in a very long time. Yes, it is. He's a great player. St. Louis should be proud to have him come. And now the pipeline, we're getting to see the pipeline. When we get to Mizzou Hoops, we're going to see that pipeline coming through the Columbia area code here soon. Mizzou, For me, though. And speaking of Mizzou, Alec Lewis yeah. possibly coming on the pod here soon. Yeah. Okay. Little beat writer for uh, The Athletic, covering Mizzou football. He's covered. He's Wrote for Yahoo Sports. Worked for the Milwaukee Certain General. He's been uh, everywhere. And he's all over. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, I think Alec, Alec Lewis, 21, we're going to try and get him on. He's he's a good follow, especially for Mizzou Sports. Yeah, but for me, Donovan Mitchell. That's your guy. I love what he did last year. And, again, we talked about defining moments for those three guys. Tatum with the dunk. Donovan Mitchell closing out Oklahoma yeah, City in Utah against those three guys. That snuck by some and, people last and, year. And, and it's, it really, he really put it on them, too. Both all three of those guys on OKC did not play well, but Donovan Mitchell outplayed all three of them all series. I think he's going to have a hell of a career in Utah. That team's pretty good defensively. I love what's the coach's name? I don't know why I'm, I'm blanking on him. His former Missouri. We were coach talking as well. about. Uh, I don't know why. I don't want to discredit Mitchell saying that OKC had a bad playoffs, because that's unfair to Mitchell. They did have a bad playoffs, but Mitchell did everything that he had to I, do. I, they I can't had a. I'm blanking on this. They had an incredible. Home court advantage they in did. Utah. That state loves Quinn Snyder. basketball. I'm sorry to everyone out there who thinks I know the NBA. That was that was bad to blank on Quinn Snyder. But he's a great coach, and I think he's going to do very well with Donovan Mitchell. My pick of those three Kay. is Jason Tatum. Part of that reason, though, is my faith in Brad Stevens. And that's a huge, huge That's thing. not a bad thing. It, but it's a lot to instill into a young co or young players to have a great coach. A lot of these great players had really good coaches when they were younger. Yes, they did. And Jason Tatum's going to fall in line. He's already got the shot. His offensive game is through the roof. He's got the length to be a defensive threat. He's going to be in He's a, on a great team. In a great city that is going to embrace him in a already does. Historic franchise and he could be the next great Boston Celtic, which have, is a I have to agree with you. Very very elite extensive list. Elite group of people, and and I really think that he could be. 
I, I love Ben Simmons. He's the best passer of those three. And usually, if I if yeah, I have three, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I have, if you give me a group of players and they're mm-hmm. all even or they're all very close, usually I'll say well, who's the best passer of the group. Yeah, and that's usually how I decide it. Honestly, that's how I decide. And he's usually, probably the most all around off. You know, like just defensive body everything. You know, a lot of uh, kids come up to Bo. There's Jordan Lebron. I'm like, you know what? I I don't know. Uh, it's a very hard question. They're both incredible players. I love that LeBron can pass the basketball. So you give me players, uh, Bird, Magic. I love Larry Bird. He was a great passer, but Magic ba- Magic could pass the basketball Shaq as, as well as anyone. Shaq was an elite passer for a center. If you pass basketball, usually that's my nod. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons' jump shot, until that happens, I don't know if he would be able to do what Tatum's about to do in Boston. Okay. So that it, I, while – and I love all th- all three guys are still on the Sixers fuck. side. Trust the process, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, well, yep. Yeah. And they proved me wrong last year, so you know, I've got them as the two seed this year. I hope everybody's ready to embrace the NBA season like we embrace it. It's a I'm journey. I'm getting emotional. I don't know if you can hear me tearing up. I'm over so here. excited for this year. Starts tomorrow. We've got games every night from here until June, and I cannot wait, my friend. One more sleep. One more sleep. One more night, and then. Uh, our one true love comes home, okay? Merry Christmas, Bo. Merry Christmas, Uncle Luke. And 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 one one more thing to say. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. Thank you.